Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery's show live on this Tuesday evening with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Day Day is at the D. Lewis for real. This is your night look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So this is an interesting article. Um, Bleacher Report, and this is a Christopher Knox that uh, wrote this article. Christopher Knox goes in and regrades the, brig- the biggest trades and free agent signings of this past season. So basically, after all the dust is settled, the smoke is cleared and everything, he goes back in and regrades everything, okay? So, for instance, the Panthers trade up to the number one pick in the draft, okay? Um, he gives the Bears an A-plus and the Panthers an A in that. Rams trade Jalen Ramsey to Miami. He gives the Rams a D-plus and the Dolphins an A. Cowboys trade for uh, Brandon Cooks and uh, Stephon Gilmore. He gives the Colts a C and the Cowboys a B plus and the Texans a C. Aaron to the Jets. That's a B for the uh, Jets and a C plus for the Packers and uh, and on. Like Javon Hargrave going to um, the 49ers, B minus uh, in all this. Then he comes to Jesse Bates signing with the Atlanta Falcons. And what do you think the letter grade he gives on this is? He probably he probably gave it a, a A minus now. C plus. What? What did he give it the first time? All right. Well, I don't know. Uh, but here's the quote of what they write up. The Atlanta Falcons got in early on free agency action, inking former Bengal safety Jesse Bates to a four year sixty four million dollar deal. There's a like to there's a lot to like about the addition, specifically Bates' potential upside in the system of new defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. Bates had four interceptions last season to go with eight passes defended and in a, an, an opposite um, and an opposing passer rating of six, uh, 76.1 uh, in coverage. Nielsen comes over from the Saints where the deep safeties like Marcus Williams and Marcus May played a featured role. Bates can do the same for Atlanta, though as Davenport noted, 
He doesn't play uh, what is considered a premium position. Now, here's the uh, the quote um, from, who is this from? Uh, this is from Gary Davenport, who wrote the original article in this, okay? Here's what he says. Quote, time and again, we have seen bad teams go wild spending money in free agency in an effort to reverse their fortunes. More often than not, it just doesn't work, especially when huge money is spent at a non-premium position. Davenport uh, gave the grade originally a C-plus because of the financial value of the deal. On the field and in meeting rooms, though, Bates' experience and leadership will benefit Atlanta's secondary. Uh, This is from Jerry Gray. Quote, he's always talking about game planning, doing this, getting guys uh, together, being together. That's uh, critical when you're in the NFL. And, um, you know, that, that comes from, you know, Jerry Gray talking about what he was at the OTA. So they say sometimes rebuilding teams have to overpay to improve their rosters. That's what the Falcons did with Bates. Now, again, I, what, did I, what did I say? I, I don't have a problem bringing in a Jesse Bates. But when your highest-priced guy is at a non-premium position, and again, the quote we read last night, do the Falcons have enough bells and whistles at premium positions to influence the game? And I'm not even just talking about sacks, right? Because, again, we know, you know, again, we know what sacks are and, you know, how they're looked at and, all these different kinds of things and stuff like that, you know, for for sacking the quarterback and all that good kind of stuff. And um, maybe there's somebody who's talked about that. Again, day day, can you pull? Uh, okay, okay, yeah, that's a that's a sign too. When I wave my arm like that, that's a sign to pull up the uh, the clip. And you know, does it play or we we got to just memorize it and we'll just impersonate the voice or is that how we do it? Um, and Dukes and Bell and Josh Kendall was on with. Dukes and Bell, and we we should have all these drops handy, and we should probably have these ready to go because you know we like to play the drops of Josh and talking about. Definitely have uh, a question about uh, the team's pass rush. Okay, yeah, that was that was that was one of them. But we, the more you look at the uh-huh, analytics, right, the right. more you see how valuable sacks are. And- Ooh, um, how many sacks is Jesse Bates going to get us? And, and see, I got all kinds of heat for asking that question. When I when I asked that question on Twitter, okay, I, I asked I asked a very simple question because I like Jesse Bates as a player. But I asked the question: How many sacks is Jesse Bates going to get us? Oh well, you know, oh that's ridiculous. <laughs> is it okay? Because again, you know, I maybe we don't value sacks the way some people do, but you know maybe. The more you look at uh-huh, the right? analytics, yeah. the more you see how valuable sacks oh, are. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Um, so, and that's the thing, is that when you spend, I think he makes the fourth highest amount AAV for a safety. I think it's the fourth highest amount of, of safety. And, again, he's he's probably worth that, but it's at a non-premium position. And I and again, Day Day, I'll ask the question. You know, how many sacks is Jesse Bates going to give us? Because I I don't know. Maybe sacks are valuable. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're overrated. I don't I don't know what what the the real, more you look huh? at the advanced analytics. Yeah, 
the more you see how valuable sacks are. And oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, at, at least everybody agrees that really our pass rush is probably fixed. And, you know, I definitely have a question what? about uh, the team's pass huh? rush. What? What? Excuse, excuse me? I have a question huh? about uh, the team's pass rush. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, look, I, I think it's a fair grade. I think he's a good player, but it's not at a premium position. And and you can miss me with the whole idea of coverage sacks. Brother, you either get to the quarterback or you don't. This is not, again, I've explained this so much, it, it makes steam come out of my ears. It's not 1978, folks. There's not three guys or two guys running around that you have to cover. You've got four, five, six guys running all over the field at all times with all kinds of speed. Somebody's going to be open on the football field if you can't get to the quarterback. If you cannot get to the quarterback, every quarterback in the league, we've seen bums that can pick this team apart. Why? Because if you can't get to the quarterback and you allow even the bums of the league, they can pick you apart. The more you look at the advanced analytics, uh-huh. the more you see how valuable uh, sacks oh, are. Oh, and- gosh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know. Hopefully our pass rush is fixed. I mean, hopefully it's in pretty Definitely good shape. Definitely have huh? a question what? about uh, the team's pass yeah. rush. Uh, oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I, I I have some similar questions, you know, about it. So, Well, listen. Hey, the good news is is that Yannick Ngakwe, Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, at least none of those guys are out there for the Falcons to sign. Huh? What? Excuse me? Huh? Oh, okay. I'm just saying, you know. Um, we do have nine, ten million dollars worth of salary cap. I mean, I mean, why? I mean, let, let me ask again, Danny. Why would we want somebody that sacks the quarterback? I mean, it's a ridiculous notion. I mean, why would we want somebody that that can sack the quarterback in today's NFL? So why? It's a we, long story, really. Uh, why would we want? Why would we want somebody that can sack the quarterback in today's NFL? Play the clip. Play the clip. Play the clip. Data, you got to have a yeah. question about no, 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 not right. that, not that. Why would we want somebody that that sacks the quarterback? Why would the more we you want, look at the huh? what? analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are. And yeah. We got to work on day day's comedic timing. We got to, we got to, we got to work on either that or I got to get. Um, uh, I can play audio from here, right? We got to, we got to be able to have those drops on a quicker basis. But anyway, um, so yeah, again, I I think it's a fair grade. I think a C plus is a fair grade. He's a really good player, but he's at a non-premium position for this team. I'm not saying for all teams. I'm saying for this team that it's a non-premium position. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Now, rookies did report to training camp today. So there will not be any on-field work or anything until the veterans get there. So the veterans are slated to report first part of next week. Um, they'll get in. Obviously, it'll be a lot of meetings and stuff like that. And then Thursday, they will get out on the field and start practicing. And of course, we will be up there. Um, what what is it? Uh, what's our what what is it? The, the morning shaft will be there. Yeah, uh, morning show steakhouse. Yep, and Andy Randy. Okay, so uh, Dandy Randy and the Chuck House and the morning shaft will all be up there um, to get ready for uh, everything. So they will carry you. And then Dukes and Bell will have uh, uh, coverage from Hooters up at, uh, uh, what is it, Mall of Georgia uh, that they're up there. So, uh, again, we've got exclusive coverage of training camp. So, guys will get on the field starting on Thursday. 
Um, you got to get tickets. You don't have to, it doesn't cost you anything. But I think you can go to LandaFalcons.com. Is that what it is? Just LandaFalcons.com. You can go on there and find yep. uh, find training camp tickets. Just you know, register online and and you can get those and uh, come out and be a part and see all the shows. Are we? I guess are we up there or what? No. Huh? What? No. No. Here. Oh, oh, where? Colony Square. Oh. Okay. All right. What? Where? Where? Here. Oh. I mean, everything's over anyway. Oh, okay. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listen, uh, Randy and I have personally been there when practice was over, nobody was there, and they were sucking out the porta-potties. <laughs> that was, that was. let me tell you, um, and I can say honestly, that was kind of a nutshell of my radio career um, to this point. When I'm broadcasting on site, nobody there, and the guy is sucking out porta potties. He's sucking out the innards of porta potties, and that's kind of like the foreshadowing. Or, or what, what do you what do you what do you say? Uh, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? Just kind of a um, a like tell-all. telltale. Yeah, like a telltale of my uh, you know of my uh, radio career. So, but anyway, um, so rookies uh, rookies reported today getting into camp, and um, you know it's officially here. Right, it's officially here. So veterans will be back out there. Um, I'm sure it'll be a lot of meetings. I'm sure it'll be adjustments, you know, getting uh, set up in the dorms and everything like that. And, you know, life in the NFL, workouts, you know, like lifting weights and all those different kinds of things. But, you know, it's it's crazy to think that, you know, a week from Thursday is when camp, you know, kind of officially opens up to the public and you'll have all kinds of folks there. And, um, you know, it'll be a, a busy time for the next, you know, about 10 days, two weeks what have you, until we start getting into preseason football. All right, when uh, we come back, we will be joined by Jonathan Williams covering the Georgia Bulldogs for Dog Daily. As, uh, obviously, SEC Media Day is front and center with the Georgia Bulldogs today. We'll talk some Georgia football up next with Jonathan. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929, that is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, uh, Georgia was front and center today at SEC Media Days in Nashville. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to Jonathan Williams. He's a writer for Dog Daily. He is up in Nashville covering uh all things Georgia Bulldogs. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page at Dr. J under, sorry, Dr. Underscore J will Jonathan, uh, as always appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, on the show. How is Nashville treating you these uh, last couple few days? Oh, you know, Nashville is beautiful. Just taking in all the scenery, doing some work on the side and just living it up this week. So I, I did think it was interesting that Greg Sankey um, made the comment about that, he was asked about whether or not the SEC title game would, you know, end up in Nashville. And he's like, look, we're laser focused on Atlanta. Why would they not be? Again, that, that has been nothing but a boom to the biggest city in the South. I mean, it's, it's the mecca of college football. And obviously this has been, you know, historically, you know, the second, third, fourth most important game played in college football on an annual basis. I, I, I understand the media days moving around but I don't think there's any reason to move the SEC title game out of Atlanta. No, I don't think so either. You know, the SEC, while there has been so much change over the past couple of years, they're very much a conference that is built on tradition. And that conference championship game has been in Atlanta for a very long time. And I think a lot of the teams enjoy that it's in Atlanta. Cause it, I mean, it's a hotbed for travel wise. So travel's easy. It's easy for teams to get there. And then also I think people just enjoy Mercedes Benz stadium in general, you know, a very nice stadium, a very nice venue to host the teams. I know Kirby Smart has mentioned multiple times how much they love making the trip over there. Uh, of course, for him, though, it's only about an hour drive or so. But even then, it's just a very nice venue. I think the coaches and the players love it. So I just don't see there would be any need to move it out of there. Jonathan, what did you think about the line of questioning toward Kirby Smart today? I mean, obviously, there was a lot of hype and hoopla that was being built up as far as what he was going to be asked. But did any of that deliver at the end of the day? No, I mean, we actually, I actually talked about it with some of my coworkers about how many questions we thought would get asked about, you know, the off the field issues and the speeding tickets and whatnot. And so we were actually kind of surprised that it was under um, only one question. And I think Kirby Smart did a good job of just answering the question, kind of doing it in a manner where there probably wouldn't be any more follow up questions. And he, he didn't hide away from answering the question at all. He gave a very upfront answer. And then I think everybody else just kind of, Ask the typical business questions of SEC media days about the upcoming season and the culture of Athens and what the season outlook is. And, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way or anything like that, but 
you know, we're, we're the media is always looking for storylines, you know, especially at SC Media. I mean, again, Saban and, and um, uh, Jimbo Fisher going into last year, and you know, there's always something that people are pointing to. And, and I did think it was just interesting. I mean, I, you think it's because Kirby already kind of addressed this here recently with media in Athens. Do you think that people thought they wouldn't get any different answer? I mean, I am just a little bit surprised that there wasn't a little bit more of a different tone and tenor toward a coach who, while he's had massive success, look, let's face it, this has not been a very good offseason for Georgia. I mean, that the off-the-field stuff has been front and center with this program. Why do you think that there wasn't a, 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 a tougher line of questioning for Coach Kirby Smart? Yeah, I think it is. It does partly have to do with the fact that they did kind of get ahead of this before they came up to Nashville. You know, they wrote out a nine-page letter to the AJC, and they took care of business there. And they've kind of – seems like they wanted to go ahead and put that behind them and let them know that they've taken action already. And so that also gave people time to kind of digest the situation a little bit and maybe also time for their questions not to be so eager about the, um, what's going on. But then also, too, it's a big topic is the fact that they are coming off of two national titles. And so people want to know – what is Kirby Smart's mantra for the season, which we got that answered today. And then also what is kind of the mindset of the team? What is the outlook of the season? How are they feeling going into this year? How is Kirby Smart feeling his squad is going to be prepared to take on the schedule and whatnot? So I think people maybe were just would rather ask questions about the upcoming season because, you know, a lot of these guys, this is the only time that they may see Kirby Smart this year, and they'd rather ask those questions about the season as opposed to a question that's kind of just in current events. Jonathan Williams on the waitfor.com hotline, writer for Dog Daily. Um, I did think one of the interesting things is, you know, he was talking a little bit about complacency and stuff like that. And and this is kind of my theory about that, if you bear with me for just you know a second here. You know, we have seen teams that have repeated, and there are writers and people alive that have covered repeat champions, okay? But – you have to. You basically are dead if you covered the 1930 Minnesota Gophers. I mean, you, 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 there's probably not a player alive that's on that roster or what have you. I mean, so the idea of three-peating, that's almost like a, a, a far concept to even think about. We've seen repeating in, in college football, but certainly nothing to the level of three-peating. I, I definitely think while there's not, they're not complacent, but I definitely think that nobody is expecting, even less than repeating, I definitely think that nobody's expecting the idea of repeating for a national championship. Yeah, and especially when just the um, current times of college football, you know, the introduction of NIL, that's changing, and recruiting has changed a good bit with that. And also the fact that if he were, if Georgia and Kirby Smart were to repeat this year, they would be doing it before the college football playoff expansion of 12 teams. And then they would also be doing it in the college football playoff era. I mean, they were the first team to repeat as champions in the college football playoff era. So to then three-peat doing that and then doing it before they expanded the 12 teams, I mean, that'd be a huge deal. It'd be huge for the program, and it'd be a huge momentum boost for them because if, once they go to 12 teams, you already know that Georgia is going to be in the playoffs every single year. Georgia will always be a top 12 team with Kirby Smart as its head coach. So, But just to do it in the 14th, format if you were to win three straight national titles i mean geez you couldn't ever say anything about kirby smart or georgia ever ever again 
You know, I was uh, I was at SEC Media Days here in Atlanta last year and got a chance to talk to Kirby, and we talked to Nolan Smith and Stetson Bennett and, you know, had a chance to interview all of those guys. And, you know, again, it, it does feel like a different kind of team. What did you make of what Cedric Van Pran and some of these other guys, uh, what what did you make of what they had to say as, you know, again, they're, they're now looking at potentially – trying to find themselves in a three-peat championship. But I, I don't know that there was sort of the, how do I say, star power maybe, you know, that 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 you've had over the last, you know, year or two. Um, but what would you make of what those guys had to say today? Well, I think it was very unique, the three people that he brought. You know, Cedric Van Pran has always been a very vocal leader in that room. He was a guy that was a very big presence, a part of that team last year. And so for him to come back, that's a huge deal for him to be there. And but also a good decision by Kirby Smart to have that business type guy that knows how to talk to the media. And he he's always going to give you a good answer. I really like Cedric Van Brandt. But then also Kamari Lasseter, who the media really hasn't had much access to during his time at Georgia, but another guy that's going to be returning on that defense and a guy that spoke very highly of what Georgia's trying to do. And they kept just, you know, given the same things, what Kirby Smart said, those players were saying the same thing about complacency. That's what we're trying to avoid. And those are the things that we're focused on. We're focused on what's ahead of us. We're not focused on what's behind us. And then, of course, Brock Bowers, who is the biggest star of the show, but he's not going to give you much in those interviews. I kind of always think that he reminds me a lot of how Nick Chubb was in the media, like obviously uber talented, but you would never know by speaking to him. And he's just going to sit there and do his business. Yeah. And it is funny because, again, you know, he's – He's the best player at his position in college football, and I don't think that's even a, a debate and obviously going to be a high first-round pick. But to your point, you don't get much out of Brock Bowers, right? And, and that's kind of the – I mean, you know, again, there were some of those personalities. You know, again, I, I had a chance to sit down with Nolan Smith. I mean, he's a bigger-than-life personality, right? And, and he's a leader in every kind of way, but, but he's got a lot of personality to him. And even Stetson Bennett, for, for all the things about him – you know, he's a guy that, that when you sit next to him, he does exude that air of confidence, you know, about what he's done. Brock Bauer is a very kind of humble guy. I mean, you're not going to get really much in the way out of him. He just goes out there and just dominates on the football field and kind of just does his job. No, yeah. I don't even know if Brock Bowers understands how good he is himself. I think that's just kind of the way he acts. And I think maybe part of the reason why Kirby Smart decided to bring him up here is it's like, dude, for the rest of your life, you're going to have a camera in front of your face. You're going to be a franchise player for the for the foreseeable future of your football career. So might as well get you used to it now. Work those kinks out. we got to get you better there. So maybe that's what it, kind of one of the reasons that led him being up, brought up to Nashville. So as we start to head toward the season, um, you know, is, is it a matter of Carson Beck would have to lose this job or could somebody beat him out? Uh, the feel I get around the quarterback situation is that it's, it's Carson Beck's job at this point. I think it would more so have to be he lost the job maybe in the season, but I just don't see that happening. I think what he showed in the spring game and even what he showed during the 2022 season, he just showed a, a guy that sh- has shown tremendous growth over his career. He looks ready to take over that position. I thought he um, threw the ball around um, the field during the spring game extremely well, and he just looks like he's ready to take on that role of being not only a starting quarterback at the college level, but to lead the number one team in college football and lead them into the college football playoff into a national title. So I think at this point, it seems like Carson Beck is just locked into that spot, but maybe something in that season could happen for him to lose a job. But that's, that's the only way I would see him getting on bench from that spot. What's going to be the biggest battle as we head toward camp? I mean, what's going to be the, 
position that you're really looking out for and to see what kind of battle for the starting spot we get? For a battle, I would definitely say the second cornerback spot. You know, who's going to be beside Kamari Lasser? It's it's kind of been a discussion over the past couple of seasons. You know, it was – it was who's going to be beside Keely Ringo. And then before that, it was who's going to be beside Darren Kendrick. And so now you have who's going to be beside Kamari Lasser. They got a lot of good guys in the name. You got A.J. Harris, Nylon Green, and a lot of dudes in that room that could be competing for that spot. And I don't think that this, they've settled down on a name just yet. Um, so I think that's one to look for. But then also another position, I think, um, going into fall camp that um, has some questions around it would be the interior defensive line. You have Nazir Stackhouse, but you also lost Jalen Carter. And for the past couple of seasons, you haven't had to deal with that. You like you lost Jordan Davis and you lost Devonte Wyatt, but you also had Jalen Carter waiting right behind them. This year, you don't exactly have a first round pick yet waiting to fill in those shoes of the interior defensive line starter. So they have some really talented guys at that spot. Like I said, in the Zier Stackhouse, it looks to be the guy that's going to fill the role to begin with. But it's a matter of can they deliver and can they live up to those expectations and can they maybe transition themselves and formulate themselves into a first rounder. So what's the number one strength that when, if you look at everything on paper, I mean, you know, tight end room, probably number one strength, but what's the other position that you think is the most dominating spot for Georgia? I would probably have to say offensive line, just because you return a lot. You know, you have Cedric Van Prane, who I mentioned earlier, and then you get Tate Bradley. You have Xavier Trust. You have some continuity there. And then you are going to bring in two new tackles, but Amarius Mims is, at this point, a veteran in that room, and he's been waiting his turn, and he is going to be ready for that spot. And then it's a matter of who's going to play left tackle, Ernest Green. Um, is, is he ready? That's the question there. So, I, I, But that, still, even with those questions, that room is so freaking talented, and they have been so good over the past couple of years. Probably should have won the Joe Moore Award last year, but they didn't. They gave it to Michigan. But that room has been good, and they're going to be really good this year. And I think that's another reason why so many are expecting Carson Beck to be so productive and so good this season. Yeah, and he's got some skill position people uh, around him uh, as well. So Jonathan Williams uh, is a writer for Dog Daily uh, check out all of his work, and uh, you can follow him on his personal Twitter page at Dr. Underscore J. Will, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Jonathan, appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the uh, – are you going to stay up there or are you, uh, are you headed back from, uh, from uh, SEC Media Days? Are you going to take in the entire event? Oh, no, we'll be here till Thursday, and then once the last round of coaches come through on Thursday, we'll be heading on home. So we're sticking it out here. All right, good, good, good. So appreciate the time, Jonathan. We'll talk to you again here soon. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank you. When uh, we get back, it will be a, a quick what's bugging Chuck because we're going to hear from Kirby Smart, who was on with Andy and Randy. Had a little bit of fun with the uh, midday guys uh, on the show uh, today. So we'll do a quick what's bugging Chuckery, and then we'll get right into the Kirby Smart interview. Chuckery here in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuck Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on this uh, Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929. Been a uh, very strange Braves game here. Um, Braves are down 8-6 to six, uh, right now. And um, obviously plenty of runs that are, that are being scored here in this game. But um, it's been kind of a wild, wooly game. And uh, obviously... Uh, Bryce Elder has uh, not pitched very well here. And, by the way, we're only in the bottom of the fourth inning. So, <laughs> 14 runs have been scored, and we're not even halfway through the game at this point. Crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's um, um, it's uh, Pilar doubled, and then um, uh, Pilar had a double. Uh, Arcia got on base, and... Um, uh, he singled, uh, and then uh, Pilar doubled. That scored Arcia. So now it is uh, eight to six right now. Bryce Elder, two and two thirds, seven earned runs. No, sorry, seven runs, five of them earned, four strikeouts, and a walk. So in his last two starts, he's pitched exactly six innings and given up 12 earned runs, six innings and 12 earned runs. And he's given up three homers, three homers, six innings, 12 earned runs. Is that good? Is that not enough? Not. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. So Tom uh, Tonkin is in, uh, he's already given up a run. <laughs> so um, yeah, it uh, kind of is what it is uh, at this point. So again, though, for all of the, the negativity and, and all the hoopla, it's it's still a two-run game, which is nothing for the Braves. That's a swing of the bat, and, and they have the lead. So it's not really a big deal at this point. But, again, and by the way, it's not getting late. It's only the bottom of the fourth. So it's not like it's late, but 14 runs through not even four complete innings. That's kind of crazy. So, uh, again, Diamondbacks are, you know, probably, probably got to have about six more runs before they feel like they're comfortable in winning a game like this. All right, we're going to play Kirby Smart here in uh, just a few minutes. But uh, before we do that, let's get into a quick What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. (laughs) Like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. So a bankruptcy judge has approved... Diamond Sports Groups, and that's Bally, right, um, request to shed its uh, contract with the Arizona Diamondbacks, prompting Major League Baseball to step in, beginning with the team's game against the Braves on Tuesday. So this has already happened in San Diego at the end of May. MLB will make D-backs games available blackout-free through its streaming services, MLB.tv, and will provide a linear cable option on different channels through Cox, DirecTV, Spectrum, Comcast, Infinity. Now, again, we knew this was coming because the company that owns Bally and all that Diamond Sports Group couldn't pay their bills. Even though they got, you know, the TV rights fees and all that kind of stuff to, again, they should be making money, but no. Um, So a spokesman for Diamond Sports 
said it's in context with the Diamondbacks, a reported 20-year, $1.5 billion deal that began in 2015, had financial terms that were not aligned with long-term plans. Now, MLB stated that D-backs can reach, uh, with the lifting the blackouts, they can go from 930,000 to 5.6 million homes in the uh, television territory. Okay, but here's the thing, okay? Fans can pay $19.99 a month or $54.99 for the rest of the season to stream D-backs games the next six games through Sunday will be provided for free through the team's official website and the MLB app. Can I ask a question? Why on God's green earth would you pay 20 bucks a month to watch the Diamondbacks play? And you pay a million dollars a month in cable, right? Because this is all about, you know, the, the, the people still with cords and cuts and all this kind of stuff. Would, let me ask you a question. If you paid, if you had to pay your, let me ask you this, Day Day. If you had to pay your cable bill and then the $55 to watch the Braves the rest of the season, would you do that? No. If you're still paying your cable bill? No. Why would anybody? And again, the D-backs are fading now. It was a really good first half run, but now they've lost four in a row. They're in third place. Why would anybody pay $55 to watch them the rest of the year on some streaming service? Like, I can't, I mean, again, I don't know if you can sit down in your living room, you know, and pet your cocker spaniel, you know, to watch Diamondbacks baseball for 55 bucks. Like, I wouldn't pay that. I wouldn't pay 55 bucks. Look at this, you know, again, uh, that's Sean Murphy. All right, so. Austin. Uh, oh, Austin. So, yeah. Austin Riley hits a three-run homer and the Braves have the lead. Just like that. Did we just not say one swing of the bat? One swing of the bat. Okay. And the Braves have the lead, huh? Did I just call that play? You did. See, I can't even get hot takey and not be wrong. I, I, I can't try to go hot takey on something, and I'm still right. But anyway, um, they'll use the same broadcasters that are broadcasting the game now. Steve, uh, what, I don't know what the guy's name, Bethamu or whatever, and Bob Brenly. Um, this is a mess for baseball. It really is. Like, this is a mess for baseball. Because there's going to be more of these organizations that are going to lose their TV deal with, with Diamond Sports. And this is going to be a mess that they have to try to clean up. And for all the goodwill and everything about baseball right now, like, they probably don't need this. They don't need to be in the middle of all this kind of nonstop. So... Uh, Diamond Sports Group, the Sinclair subsidiary that under, operates under the name Bally Sports, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on March 14th and has shed since two of its 14 Major League teams. By the way, you know the Braves are one of those 14 Major League teams. So let me ask you, audience, would you pay 14, or sorry, $54.99 to watch the Braves or 20 bucks a month? Like, whew. I don't know about all of that stuff, but. You know, again, this is a mess for Major League Baseball that they're that they're facing this. And by the way, Braves, their TV numbers are way up. Like their TV numbers are really good this year. They've been way up, and obviously they're headed toward a sixth divisional title, probably the World Series. It's going to be a long playoff run for the Braves, unlike the Diamondbacks. 
But again, you know, this is a mess for baseball that they're having to fix. And obviously, it would suck if the Braves suddenly left Bally. It would suck to have to try to find the Braves on digital platforms and streaming and FUBUs and everything else that uh, is along with it. All right, Kirby Smart joined the midday guys, Andy and Randy, uh, earlier today as obviously SEC Media Days rolling right along. We will talk to Chris Goforth coming up here at the top of the hour, get his thoughts about what has been going on in Nashville as he is up there covering uh, everything for us. But Kirby Smart joined Andy and Randy earlier this morning, and uh, the first question that the guys asked him was, uh, is there still any food on the floor to – feed this year's team oh there's plenty of food on the floor you know how it is around here man you can always go find a scrap or a wing the issue is when you stop trying to get the food off the floor you got no chance do you because look i i know that's the mentality and it has to be obviously forward 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 now 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 but like do you ever allow yourself a moment to take a step back from that grind and think about what you've done because what you've done over the last couple of years is special not really because uh, <laughs> the minute you do that somebody's catching up with you i can promise you that if you're sitting still, you will get run over on the train tracks, and uh, we're not going to be sitting still. So we're trying to move it forward, keep new energy. I'm excited about uh, Coach Bobo with the offense. Yeah. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's pissed off, and we got a good unit coming back. And I'm excited to find out who this quarterback's going to be. I, I, that was going to be my next question, Kirby, because obviously, you know, what you say about the schedule come play it then. So I know a lot of people want to put that out there and everything. But when you look at your quarterback position, losing a guy like Stetson playing so much football, and I'm talking about Kirby, big game football. What are some of the things that you've seen from your quarterbacks right now as far as the leadership and those type of things that make this decision kind of hard to make who's going to be your quarterback? Yeah, they haven't been in those situations. That, that, that's the million-dollar question, you know, for us. It's like who in the hell is going to replace that guy? I mean, that, that guy was the dude in the fourth quarter. That dude came through, made plays, and uh, it helped us win a championship. And we got to find somebody to replace him. I hope that they don't have to play perfect. I want it to be a guy that can – learn and make mistakes and, you know, play behind whether it's the defense or the wide outs or the tight ends, whatever position group can help him, that he uses them to help him. But uh, that's always the quarterback position is don't mess it up and don't lose the game for us and be ready to win it in the fourth. I know we, we don't know who it's going to be yet, but from a physical standpoint, what's going to be the biggest difference not having Stetson Bennett at quarterback and having one of those other guys in there? Well, experience. Randy just mentioned it, right? Like the biggest difference is experience and probably his athleticism. Uh, but all those quarterbacks are smart, and all those quarterbacks are good athletes. None of them are going to probably run a 4-5 like Stetson did, and none of them have the experience that he had. So that that was something that, that we brag on now. But, you know, three years ago, nobody knew who Stetson Bennett was. Kirby, your defense, I mean, you know, that's just, that's your, you know, your calling card, all those different things, and, and you just keep losing guys off, but you, yet you keep replacing them, Kirby. What is it about this defense? You know, I know it's a scheme and all that, but I'm talking about the athletes that you have on there that make this defense, no matter who's out there, go out there and hunt the way they do. Yeah, we've been fortunate to recruit really good athletes. You know our recruiting base, Randy, and how good it is. Right. There's great players around our state. We go sign good players and say, you know what, we'll find a spot for you. If you can run and you'll hit, we will find a spot for you. And a lot of our guys grow up in the ranks that freshman year, kind of like a third-down specialist or a special team right. specialist. So when they get the opportunity to come out and play, They've already played some, and they've proven it. And if you recruit good, talented players and put them in the right space, you're going to be good. And I think, you know, between Muschamp and Schumann, they've been elite at scheming up people and putting defensive guys in the right spot to to hold opponents. You know, it's hard to play defense nowadays. These teams go around and score 30, 40 points. 
we've been really fortunate to slow people down, at least in the regular season. We haven't played the way we're capable of uh, in the playoffs always. Georgia head coach Kirby Smart joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. Kirby, is, uh, is Brock Bowers the best tight end in Georgia football history? Hey. Oh, man. That is a sensitive subject on this radio show. What are you show. talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. I'll say this. Randy might have the best hands of anybody I've ever seen, right. most acrobatic catches. But if they get in a foot race, I'm taking Brock every single time. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a win, Randy. Okay, that's a win. Right, okay. You should have seen the look on his face, Kirby. That's pretty good. I, 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 I might have to go there. I, I'll go there with Kirby. Now we speak, we found out something earlier, Kirby. That it's 25 years since you led the the conference in interceptions. I was there. I saw every one of them. How would Kirby? How would Kirby Smart play in the defense that you run today? I might be okay in our defense because of the bodies we got. Uh-huh. We got these humongous bodies up front. As long as they didn't have Jamal Lewis coming down him on me, <laughs> I was going to be that. fine. Oh, so, uh, so Kirby. I, Kirby, you made no. a good effort on that one play. I thought you had him. <laughs> I, I, I thought you had him, hey, Kirby. I was a lot better when I had Seymour and Trout <laughs> than when I had them little pup, 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 puppies we had up there before that. Well, that was Coach uh, Kirby Smart as uh, obviously the two-time national championship and Georgia, look, they're going to be number one in the preseason again um, this year. Be interesting to see the media poll, and, and I'll ask Goforth about this because I always like the media polls. Not so much that Georgia's not going to be, you know, the favorites, but I, I wonder, I wonder how many people will vote Georgia to win the conference over Alabama, and who some of the guys may be. I mean, again, Brock Bowers is arguably maybe the best one or two players in the conference. Be curious to see what the all-SEC preseason teams look like as far as Georgia representation. And we'll talk to our buddy Chris Goforth coming up here at the top of the hour. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.